A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further. It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing, and she doesn't care about what other people think about her. Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the math. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of We're In Between, the podcast that discusses about every single episode of As Told By Ginger once a week. Last week we had discussed about the episode and she was gone with Mark Risley who was the director of this episode and many episodes of As Told By Ginger. And this week we're going to be discussing about episode 38 which is called No Hope For Courtney. This episode debuted on June 23rd, 2002. The story was done by Emily Kapnick and Laura McCreary and the teleplay was done by Laura McCreary. In this episode, Ginger helps a common geek named Hope Rogers find confidence. Unfortunately, the confidence caused her to change her look and take over Courtney's position as the most popular girl in school. As of all of Courtney's group has turned on her, Courtney becomes a hopeless wreck. Meanwhile, Mrs. Gordon, tired of Carl's practical joke, retires, upsetting him. Eventually, he begs Mrs. Gordon to come back and she agrees, but... Actually, you know what? We'll save what happens at the end of the podcast. I'm not going to say this part. So let's get the discussion going. So the episode begins in the bathroom and Courtney is talking about some random stuff to the girls. And we have um, a girl named Hope Rogers who uh, was busy, who was finishing washing her hands and her hands were wet. And she asks for paper towels and Courtney pretty much ignores her. Uh, Hope uh, taps her shoulder and she gets her shirt wet and Courtney pretty much gets really upset leaving Hope you know pretty much embarrassed and um, Ginger, Dodie and Macy come into the bathroom seeing Hope really upset and they pretty much have no idea what her name is Um, we have um, you know Macy saying oh I think she goes into my French class and this is our first point that I want to make when it comes to continuity errors so Hope Rogers is in Macy's French class. We can assume that she goes to high school because remember, in the episode The Right Stuff, Macy and Courtney go over to high school French class because they're so advanced. I have oh. not So I have not seen throughout the entire series of background characters of, you know, you know uh, of uh, Hope that was going to high sc- that went to high school French class because it was just them two who were the only middle school students who went to French class and I have not seen Hope whatsoever so this is the first time that we learned about Hope Rogers that is interesting because I mean have you been able to like pick her up on uh in the background of any other scenes absolutely not I have not seen so her in the background comes- whatsoever so she was invented for this episode. Exactly. It's not like Noelle Sussman, in which we talked about in last week's episode, in which throughout the entire series, like all the way up leading up to episode one, she was in the background. She was in a lot of scenes where Carlin Hoodsey would be taking class or would be uh, taking a test with Mrs. Gordon or Mrs. Gordon teaching something. We always saw her in the background. And then eventually, as uh, Eric Malinsky mentioned in the episode um, Lunatic Lake, that the writers love 
loved the background character so much that they decided to make her into a main character. So I would have mm-hmm. think I would have thought that maybe they would have pulled off a Noelle Sussman in which maybe Hope would have been in the background for the, you know for the middle school students. Like maybe this would have been the middle school equivalent of Noelle, but nope. This is actually a one-off character. The second thing I want to point out is the one scene in which Ginger Doty and Macy are in the room talking about their friendship. And Ginger says that she's known them since second grade. And that's kind of a continuity error right there because in the episode Come Back Little Seal Girl, when they were talking about the talent show for the first time, Dodie says, we've been eyeing on that trophy since kindergarten. So we can assume that they've known each other for that long. But in this episode, Ginger claims that she hadn't had any friends in kindergarten or first grade and met Dodie and Macy in second grade. So there's another bit of continuity error right there. That is interesting. And plot-wise for this one, it's pretty predictable. There's not a ton, I mean, besides the ending, of course, there's not a ton in the main plot that is surprising, and it's very similar to previous episodes, like when Ginger becomes the new Courtney. Yeah, this plot line is one of my least favorite plot lines in for, for Ginger, um, because it is so forgettable, it is so bland, there's nothing really special about it, it feels like a mishmash of previous episodes, I would have pretty much dismissed it altogether, but damn it, Carlin Hoodsy's plot is so good. Oh, it's really good. Oh, man. I mean, oh, there, people still, still talk to this very day about this particular Carlin Hoodsy plot because it is so memorable and it just yeah. sucks that it's in an episode this bland. So basically, Carlin Hoodsy learn from their mu- uh, from their music teacher who we saw in the episode The A-Ticket, and he is basically their, um, their temporary teacher because Mrs. Gordon has decided that she is going to retire, and she had pretty much been fed up with Carl's pranks, and Carl is really upset about this, and he decides that, man, I gotta get Mrs. Gordon back, and he tries everything that he can to bring her back, but with no avail. Yeah, I do love the when they decide to dress up in like top hats and tuxes for their first uh their first tactic. There's this jazz music, these like brush strokes and muted trumpet when Carl and Hoodsy are dressed up in class. They like they get all uh classy and it's so funny that that's their image of class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put put a tuxedo and a top hat and you're your first class baby. So it's like, it's like, you know, Jack Dawson from Titanic, put a, you know, put a tuxedo on and you're, you're with the higher ups. There you go. There you go. So this episode is really similar to Mean Girls in my book, just, you know, from hope going from nobody to somebody and then immediately putting that same awful bullying that, you know, she had felt from Courtney back, you know, back on her, which to be fair, Courtney probably deserves to be treated how she's treated in this episode just for a little bit. But at the same time, you'd think Hope would know how it feels to be an outcast and wouldn't exclude others. Yeah, and while Mean Girls, uh, the movie, wasn't out, Queen Bees and Wannabes, which is the book that was based off of Mean Girls, was released a month right. after this mo- this episode came out. So who, uh. knows? so who knows? Maybe they got inspiration for the book to do this episode. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we've been, we've been pretty right. much discussing throughout the entire series at this point about the similarities between Mean Girls and Is Told by Ginger, even with 
um even 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 before the book or even the movie came out like with um you know the right stuff with uh the high school students pulling off courtney's bra and a whole bunch of things so right right so yeah um we i mean just immediately hope becomes instantly popular and she has these she has these one-liners that pretty much destroys Courtney every time that Courtney Ugh. tries to make a comeback. Like about how, you know, I get good grades in school because I'm smart. Your parents probably buy you your grades. It's like, oh. damn, that's a massive Pretty burn. Cool. Yeah, it's a really kind of intense accusation. Uh, and it leaves Courtney completely flabbergasted. Yeah, it's so flabbergasted that she can't say anything. And all of her friends ditch her. Even Miranda ditches her. Yeah, Miranda switches sides so quickly, which is really typical of Miranda. But Miranda, remember, she pretty much has no leeway because... If without Courtney and without the popular kids, she pretty much has nothing. Remember Trouble in Gal Pal Land? Right. So, yeah, it's like, as long as things don't look good for her, oh, um, you know, she's going to be miserable. If things do work out for her, even if Courtney goes through something bad, she is going to immediately ditch her. It's like, eh, you know, hey, Hope, wait for me. Your new BFF is coming. It's, ugh. For sure. Yeah, and uh, I love that Courtney can't even remember her own last name because she's irrelevant now. Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. And Courtney's just a massive wreck. She, uh, her hair is like unkept, and she's wearing like some sort of like dark sweater, and she's really unhappy. The mascara or the eye shadow is like, um, co you know, consuming her eyes. It's she, she looks like one of those. Uh, Wash up has beens like with celebrities in which you know she used to be something, but now she's nothing anymore it's It's really sad uh so going back into Carl and Hoodsey's plot, so uh Carl is yeah you know trying to think of ways to convince Mrs. Gordon to come back she you know he goes over to her house, she doesn't let him in um he approaches her in her desk when she's packing up her things she doesn't want to talk to him, and so then he comes up with the idea of throwing a party. Throwing a party at Blake's house and um, trying to convince her to come back. And then around that same time, Ginger convinces Courtney to throw a party and invite Hope along so they can be able to be friends. So again, going into um, what we love about us told by Ginger, the two plots intersecting with one another. So both parties are happening at the same time. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Can we talk about the ice sculpture at Courtney's? Like, who gets an ice sculpture made of you and someone who's essentially usurped your role in school? I guess Courtney Grippling does. I mean, I've only seen ice sculptures in fancy parties, like, there would be swans. Not of two people who are not clearly friends acting like they're friends. And then when Hope shows up, she pretty much just tells Courtney that she's acting like a wannabe and they start fighting each other, cat fight style, pushing her into the ground and then start pulling each other's hair. But then Courtney looks at Hope's hair and saying like, oh, um... You know, what color um, is that hair or what conditioner that you use? And then um, then she says, oh, I use this one. It's like, oh, I use something similar. And then they start immediately becoming friends. So they hate each other and now they're friends in less than two seconds. And then, um, then Ginger's like, oh, you know, that's a great lesson in which you should act like yourselves. And then, and then Hope's like, no, it's better to be popular. And then even Dodie says the same thing. She said, I just, you know what, I just still wish I want to be popular. So you know what, screw this episode. This episode is really irrelevant. That's not why people remember it. 
we, yeah, yeah, let's get into it. We remember it because of Carl's plot. And the and can we talk about the song that Carl sings to Mrs. Gordon? <laughs> I love it so much. It's so classy. It's so Sinatra. Uh, so smooth. And the lyrics are great. It's clear that Carl wrote them, you know? Oh, I just love that song. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. And then uh, Carl, um, he begs Mrs. Gordon to come back. And all she says to him is, no one likes a kiss up Carl, which is a which is a line that she said in the episode, The Right Stuff, in which when um, Blake is disqualified from the science fair, and Carl said, Gordo, it's you who is the genius. And then she says, no one likes a kiss of Carl. I thought she says it to Hoods, to Higsby, too. Well, actually, she says, no one likes a suck-up, Brandon. You're right. You're right. Okay. You know what? Casey, why don't you talk about the ending? Sure, yeah. So uh, I did a little research on this, and the episode was originally going to end that Mrs. Gordon is won over by Carl's antics and decides to, you know, we see her decide to come back, but the original ending was just that she does. Unfortunately, I guess around the taping of the episodes that uh, uh, the actress playing Mrs. Gordon died of cancer sh uh, shortly around the time of this episode being recorded. So they changed the ending where Mrs. Gordon, uh, unfortunately, passes away suddenly before she comes back, and all we see is uh, Carl starts crying, and the episode ends uh, to no music, and it says in memory of uh, Kathleen Freeman, who voiced Mrs. Gordon. So it's, uh, it's a really upsetting ending, but I thought it was a great tribute to her and her career. Yeah, I have to admit that when I first saw that, I bursted into tears. Mm -hmm. I just cried so much because, I mean, this was, I mean, you have to understand, you see, we've had a lot of Nicktoons in which a lot of voice actors, they've died because of unfortunate circumstances of old age. You know, the original voice of Grandpa Lou passed away. Um, the original voice of um, of, um, of um, Uncle Iroh passed Uncle away. Uncle Iroh, yeah, Mako. Yeah, Mako passed away. And um, of um, But here's the thing. They were replaced by other voice actors. And I'll just let you know right now, Mrs. Gordon's never coming back. Nobody's going to replace Mrs. Gordon with another voice actress. So, yeah, she's gone for good. Yeah, that's uh, really shocking and upsetting, but I thought it was a really touching way to handle it. And I, I hope it's addressed again. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, not really much to say about this episode because only one plot of this episode really mattered. So let's give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. Uh, why don't you start us off, Casey? Still a yay for me just because of the guts it took to end the episode the way that they did. And the whole Carl plot is great. The song, the dressing up. Mrs. Gordon is a great character, so it's great to see her in that light. Uh, and then the end is just so gut-wrenching that, it, to me, it makes up for the Courtney side of the episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree as well. Similar to how we rank the right stuff with, you know, Carlin Hoodsey's plot was pretty irrelevant, but it made up because Courtney and Macy's plot were so good. We're going to do the same thing, in which this plot is so good that it pretty much overshadows the ginger plot with Hope Rogers trying to be popular or whatever. That plot sucks. So... 
So, you know what? Don't watch the plot of that episode. Watch the Carl and Hoodsy plot in this one. Highly recommended. One of the saddest Nickelodeon moments ever. Please watch it. I mean, I think it would be a lot more upsetting if you watch the show in its entirety up to this point because then you really feel the up the then you really feel the sadness when Mrs. Gordon dies. So, yeah, I definitely do give it a yay as well, only because of the Carlin Hoodsy plot. The ginger plot could suck it. Alright, thank you guys so much for listening. Next time we'll have episode 39 of As Told by Ginger, our episode 38 called Next Question.